0: Welcome to God TV Radio, hosted by Brett Keen. When you get a chance, you should check out his popular radio station. You can listen through Spotify and Amazon Music, as well as hundreds of other sources all over the internet. He has also authored five books that you can buy on Amazon and many other stores. All art and graphic designs by Brett Keen. Join his live shows if you have a microphone. Look on his front channel for scheduled shows. All information and links in the description of his videos.
1: hello ladies and gentlemen this is brett keen from god tv radio i hope you're all having a wonderful day let me make sure that guests are able to come in without having to go through a bunch of aggravation yeah yep looks like folks can get in all you got to do is just uh guest must authenticate as long as you've got a youtube channel you should be able to connect in. okay Let's play a sound when a guest enters, that way I'm well aware that someone's down there. Let's check, make sure the audio is good. Looks like we're coming through clear. So, how is everyone? All you have to do is click on the link out there in the comments. It would be the thing at the very top, the blue line. You just click on that, you come in, we'll have a discussion. I figured I'd open up an early show, give people an opportunity to talk with me. I usually open my shows at nighttime, and some people say, well, when you open your shows, that's when I sleep, or I'm in a different time zone. So I figured I'll do this. On Friday, I'm going to have a 7 p.m. one, but today we'll try an early ordeal and uh, see what happens there. If people do not uh, participate in the conversation on the early show, then I will simply just keep doing the nighttime stuff and say, the hell with your time zone. Um, someone by the name of Father Charles said that he wanted to actually ask me some questions, do like an interview style deal. Hopefully he can figure out how a link works and he'll come in. I have sent out the link to, uh, a mailing list. Hopefully some folks can get in. I guess we'll talk about how my day's been. It's been pretty good. My wife and I had a nice lunch. Uh, we ate some chili chili. Not mac and cheese chili, but just chili. Chili with burger and hot dogs and all that, totally unkosher. The Jews would hate me for that. Um, I've been watching a show called Amsterdam on television, and uh, it's good. There's some actors in the show, though, that are a little bit too woke for me to cancel culture. They give me kind of a headache, but it is what it is. All right, so folks, there is a link out there. I see that there's people coming in on the uh, text chat. I'd like to actually have some voice people, somebody that actually has a mic. If we can get at least one person in that wants to have a talk, that'd be great. I understand that Father Charles has technical issues, so he might be sitting over there trying to figure out how to turn on his computer right now. Hopefully that's not the deal. Hello, Mr. Uh, Vac. How are you doing? Hey, it's TTR. Wonderful. Give me the middle finger so I know it's really you. I'm kidding.
2: <laughs> you almost got me there. <laughs> Just try to position my finger to make it look like a middle finger.
1: <laughs> so how are you doing, man? Let's put you on the big screen. Do ah. something handsome around here. Oh, God! There we go.
2: Oh, that's good. I mean, hey. you probably you just saw my video. I just dropped like what an hour, two hours ago. It's actually kind yeah, of funny you see that
1: my response to it.
2: Yeah, I did. Uh, I appreciate that. It's just funny though how I was dropping that video, and then like right before I did, you had your video this morning talking about the whole Kent Hoven thing on that topic, and how he basically agreed with Matt Powell and everything he said. So I thought my timing was perfect because. Kent did not handle that the way a Bible believer would. Like well, you were I don't saying know if video. you had
1: an opportunity yet. Well, there's some people out there, I, I don't know if they, there's some kind of literacy issue in America. I think there probably is, or maybe they're not hearing it in the video. Although I removed the show off of my channel because I didn't want to get harmed because of it. It is up on the radio. People can actually watch the video. Remember, God TV and radio. Yeah. So did you get an opportunity to see it? What was your thoughts?
2: Well, I saw your actual thing when it was live on YouTube. I watched the whole thing. Well, I mean, I came in like two minutes late, but I saw the whole thing. And yeah, he didn't really handle the issue of homosexuality very well because you explained what Matt Powell's views were, and then he went on to basically agree with everything Matt Powell said, basically equating homosexuality to an uh, infectious disease. (laughs) You know, he compared it to COVID, which was uh, not very smart because uh, the Bible doesn't really teach that regarding homosexuality. As I showed in the video, it described homosexuality as something that god gives people over to when they reject him thoroughly so to say that uh to say that that's like an infectious disease that's not a good look it's definitely something people can roast him for especially when he says that the government should execute them i mean that's the kind of extreme talk that gets you into a lot of trouble these days But it's not actually inconsistent with what he's taught in the past. I still remember, and I'm going to find it here soon. uh, There's a video he did with Steven Anderson back in like 2016, 2017, something like that, where they were talking about the same thing. And Steven Anderson was saying that, you know, homosexuals should be executed by the government. And Kent Hovind followed that up by saying that basically there's like a gene in people that makes them you know homosexual and then therefore by executing homosexuals through the government we're essentially getting rid of that gene and so eventually over time if you do that long enough the gene that makes you gay or whatever would go away and so he was promoting a completely eugenics argument back then which is hilarious because if you watch Kenthoven's old creation seminars he condemns eugenics as something that's part of the evolutionary worldview and it's satanic and evil and you know he, he pretended to reject it completely but when it came to uh, having homosexuals executed by the government can't actually has no problem with eugenics
1: see I looked up this whole gauging thing I'm glad you brought it up and it doesn't seem like there's really much science to back that concept up whatsoever I mean, I mean, what do you do? What do you look for, through the red and blue genes that they have on the graph and look for the pink one or something? I, I'm not sure. How, do you, how would you even be able to establish that someone's going to become gay through their genes? I heard the same thing about psychopaths and serial killers too. How would they be able to figure this out?
2: I can't answer the second one, but I can say that when I was doing a casual Google search yesterday, just to see, hey, what's out there on this whole, you know, thing with homosexuality and genetics and whatnot and i actually came across a couple articles from 2019 that were responding to a study that had come out back then that was implicating really strongly that there was no support for the idea that homosexuality was genetic and that or at least purely genetic and that basically there are a variety of factors that led to that happening that had nothing to do with genetics And of course, you know, that caused a lot of controversy because our society wants you to believe that if you have homosexual desires at any point in your life, well, you must have been born that way and you're finally being true to who you are. And how dare you not want to be that way if you feel that you don't want to be gay? Because there are people out there who have gotten homosexual desires, not wanted them, and then they sought out therapy to try and basically get rid of them. And I'm not talking about like conversion therapy or electroshocks or anything like that. I'm talking like they went to a therapist and the therapist basically gave them non-barbaric ways to deal with that. And over time, what they've found is that people have successfully been able to go from being gay to being straight and vice versa. So the studies on sexuality that have been done in the academic world strongly suggest that sexuality is fluid And that people can change sexualities in all kinds of ways over time, depending upon a variety of factors, which would include worldviews. So like I said in the video, I just dropped when God says in the Bible that, uh, you know, some of the people that Paul was writing to, they used to be gay and homosexuals, but they weren't anymore through the redemptive power of Jesus. That idea should not be offensive to anybody because sexual studies or studies of sexuality have proven that this is actually the case, that people can change their sexual urges and preferences in a lot of cases.
1: You know what I find weird about that TTOR, and I'm not hating at all, but why is it that uh, when you watch these things on television and politics... They're completely convinced that a straight person can go to homosexuality, but if you say the reversal is possible, all of a sudden you're like a hater. I mean, they preach that all day, but yeah. it's. And, and another question I have too, TTOR, and I've seen a comment by Kevin Sorbo that's kind of similar to this, but he said, Why is it okay to talk about why is it that if you go to work and you talk about sex with adults, this is considered harassment? but it's perfectly okay to dress up like a woman and talk to kids about it.
2: <laughs> yeah, the hypocrisy is off the scale. But uh, what was the first thing you were asking me? Oh, it was about the politics and why they don't allow you to talk about uh, going from uh, gay to straight. Unfortunately, the LGBTQ community is being used as a tool to oppress Christians and conservatives and anyone who would dissent from the new world that the globalists had planned for us all, the new prison planet, so to speak. So they're using homosexuals as a tool to bring about what they want, basically using them as a tool to oppress Christians and conservatives and general dissenters. But there will come a day when the homosexual community will be discarded and they will be replaced by another oppressed group that's been propped up in order to, uh, do what the globalists want to do, and that's where this whole thing with the grooming of children through drag queen story hour shows at libraries, and you know, all that horrible stuff that they are putting in the schools' libraries as far as books that are basically pornographic and yet they're making them accessible to small children. The thing that's disturbing about all that is it's all part of a push to normalize pedophilia in the same way that they normalized homosexuality a decade ago. And what was funny is that like nine, 10 years ago, I had homosexuals on Facebook telling me that there's no way ever in the future that pedophilia would be normalized because children are not capable of consenting to sex like that. Now, the funny part is not only are we seeing all this stuff going on now that very much suggests that they are trying to normalize pedophilia, but a few years back, I actually came across a couple of studies and papers in academia that literally tried to prove that children were capable of consent and therefore pedophilia should be normalized as a sexual orientation. Which, you know, I was told this would never happen, but lo and behold, it actually is. And so when we see all of this degeneracy going on that people on the internet are horrified by as far as the grooming, the open grooming, and the grooming that's done in media, the grooming that's done at your local libraries, and all that stuff, it's all part of a push to normalize pedophilia. And I think the day where that successfully becomes uh, normalized is probably a few years off.
1: There was a there was a popular atheist a few years back named Dendrophilian. I've got a couple of his videos up on my Odyssey page if you want to see this champion of intellect. But he used to actually argue that rape was okay and that child molestation, he didn't see a problem with it, an issue. Of course, he lacked a belief in deities, so he believed that everything was on the table. Right. His argument basically was, "Well, animals—a big cat—if it messes with the kitten, what's the problem? It's not evil, so why do we put this value on humanity and all this?" And and he was working his way up to about uh, twenty thousand subscribers, arguing this type of points and the atheist community seem to like him so there does seem to be some kind of weird thing going on but continue what's your thoughts
2: <laughs> well obviously if you're a bible believing christian the whole thing that you see going on in the world and regarding to the grooming and the normalization of pedophilia it's pretty sickening uh it's not something that makes you feel good about the world you live in or where things are going to go that's why it's more important than ever to know what the bible says and to stand by it and to not move from it when the world comes crashing against you and things will only get worse over time and that's the part that a lot of people on the internet and the christian conservative circles especially don't seem to understand or get is that they think the way things now are really horrible. And this is like the darkest time in human history, which it is horrible. And it is a pretty dark time in human history that we're at. But if you understand what the Bible says about end times prophecy and what the world's going to be like right before Jesus comes back, you know, it's going to get a lot worse. It's not going to get better. And so that's kind of the message I try sometimes to give to Christians is as bad as things are now, it's only going to get worse if you can even imagine that. And so therefore, you should focus on what God wants you to do instead of focusing on what the world is doing, because we know how it's going to end up in the end. So there's no point in getting black pilled and completely depressed about what's going on. Well, as
1: you know, TTR, I'm an open-minded person. I listen to people who uh, folks advocate as extreme or non-extreme and all that, just to hear where they're coming from. But I don't think a lot of these social media Christians realize where I'm coming from. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri, and almost 80% of my life, I was a former atheist. So i living in St. Louis. You're going to be around transgenders. You're going to be around homosexuals in society. Um, Whenever I first seen a guy like Reverend Phelps from Westboro Baptist Church on my television, it was absolutely shocking for me. So a lot of these Christians, they wanted me to believe in God, but then they like expected me to like know all their stuff and their culture and where they came from in society. And I feel like that that's that actually would cause trouble for folks if they don't learn how to understand or adapt to other people coming from different views on that. Do you know what I mean?
2: Yeah, definitely would be a cultural shock in that situation. Uh and I live in Oregon, which is a pretty blue state. And so obviously I'm surrounded by a lot of people who fall into the leftist Democrat, you know, worldview/slash political persuasion. And obviously there are homosexual gay people around me in my day to day life at times, especially if I'm just going through like the mall or the store or something. So I can get that perspective completely.
1: Do you feel concerned, though? I mean, after listening to Ken Tobin and Matt Powell, do you feel you got to wear a hazmat suit now?
2: (laughs) No, I don't feel that way at all. And as I explained in my video that I dropped today, uh, the issue of homosexuality is, one, not the unforgivable sin. It's just one of many sins that separates you from God. And it's something that you can repent of and be redeemed from just like, you know, murder, lying, cheating, stealing, uh, you know, bestiality uh, and all the other horrible things that are described as sins in the Bible. But then that's the thing people seem to forget when dealing with the issue of homosexuality on the Christian side is that they get so focused on how bad the sin is and Sometimes they take it too far and they get too into demonizing the homosexual people themselves, but they forget that these guys, according to the scriptures in the New Testament, they can be redeemed. They can be forgiven of the homosexuality that they've displayed in their life. And therefore, there's no point in demonizing them. You're supposed to be evangelizing to them and helping them get out of what they have coming to them, just like everyone else we're supposed to evangelize to and try to warn them and give them the opportunity to get out of what they got coming to them. So I think a lot of that evangelism gets lost in translation when Christians on the internet are dealing with the LGBTQ stuff. You know,
1: I ha- I've had some Christians who've actually tried to get a hold of me privately in the background. You know, I have my phone out there and information. Yeah. Or was this guy who felt that he had a really strong desire to basically defend uh, guys' uh, views like Matt Powell's and Kent Tobin's and all this, and he comes on there and he's talking to me and he says, "Man, that's what it says in the Old Testament. That's what it tells us to do and all this." Right. And I said, "Well, I guess at some point in time, you and I will have dinner, and then because you've told me that you commit adultery a long time ago, I guess I got to take you out as well." And then he goes, "What?" huh? And I said, well, that's what it says. So, yep. I mean, if we're going to follow it, then you come on over, we'll have a nice dinner, and then I'll take you behind the shed, and we'll take care of that problem. He didn't yeah. appreciate it. He ended up hanging up on me. Apparently, he didn't like that idea.
2: And, as, and yeah, as you pointed out that in your review of what Kent said in your stream yesterday, if Kent had been like the business-like Christian who knows what the Bible says, his answer to your question should have been Yes, the Old Testament does uh, put a death penalty on homosexuality, but the New Testament says that the Old Covenant's uh, civil punishments have been lifted, but the morality taught by the Old Covenant still applies, which is what Romans 7-7 is all about, basically proving the point that even though the civil punishments for the Torah don't apply anymore, the civil punishments in the Old Testament don't apply anymore, the morality that's taught by those Old Testament laws still applies. And he also could have pointed out the New Testament passages where homosexuality is reaffirmed as a sin. So yeah, there's a, there's a biblical way that Kent could have responded to you if he was the Bible believer he portrays himself as, but instead he went on that tangent about, you know, infectious diseases and comparing that to homosexuality and talking about how the government should be the ones that executes the homosexuals, but not Christians, that basically Christians shouldn't, you know, do vigilante justice. And then he tried to pay lip service to the idea of evangelizing to them. But yeah, at that point, once you've said all those things, trying to make the evangelism pitch at the end is not going to land very well.
1: You know, he messaged me and he said, Brett, he goes, why ain't the video up on YouTube anymore? And I said, well, there were two things that you brought up in the topic that could have got me a strike, caused me some issues. Um, the first thing that got him a strike and then, of course, his uh, tangent on homosexuality. And I I told him, he goes, well, whatever you do with that video, you better not edit it up and all this. I said, oh, no, people need to hear it in its full damn context, Brother Kent. Yeah, I'm not going to cut that up or chop that up or anything like that. The full thing's up on the radio and all that. You want a copy? You can put it on your channel if you like.
2: Didn't it back up to your Odyssey channel too?
1: Yeah, all that all that went up, everything. I mean, it it goes to all my many different radio stations and my radio stations much popular than my YouTube channel at this moment because even when my YouTube channel went down, uh, the radio still remained up. I still kept on adding content to it and older material, so mm. it's what it is. We got a question here from somebody. Here we go
2: if homosexuality is so bad, why isn't it one of the Ten Commandments? Well, why does it have to be? <laughs> That's all I can think of in response.
1: Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, I if, he
2: explain, if he explains why it has to be, then maybe we can have a fruitful discussion. But yeah, I, I don't understand why it has to be. It's kind of like, uh, uh, let me just add this one thought. It's kind of like people who say, uh, well, if Jesus was really God, then why didn't he say, I am God, worship me? Well, even though we don't have Jesus in the Bible saying those exact words, we do have him saying and doing things only God can say and do. And we even have the passage in John chapter eight, where he literally calls himself Yahweh and then they try to stone him immediately. So even though he never said, I am God, worship me in those exact words, we know that Jesus claimed to be God in human form, especially because of that passage in John chapter eight. So, yeah, when someone asks, well, if homosexuality is bad, why isn't it part of the Ten Commandments? You kind of need to explain why it ought to be before I can even entertain that.
1: It's a good point there, T.T.O.R. I've always looked at the Ten Commandments as being like a universal set um, of moral laws that God put forth for all of humanity. It's where it appears when you read like Leviticus or something. This is during a time where there's like different tribes and groups and all that. And basically it's being set by the elders and the leaders of what they want. And they just happen to say that some of the material that they put as their rule systems and how to live is, uh, I guess, given a blessing from God on that. But I try to follow what Jesus says because he makes it oh. simple. I can't keep in mind 600 laws. I'm not a Jew. I'm not an Israelite who lives during those times. So I go with the whole love God with all your mind, body, heart, and soul, and then do unto others as you want done unto you. And nowhere in that sentence is there like bold ink under it that says, but be mean to homosexuals. I don't see it. What do you think?
2: Well, I think you might be, Now, I could be wrong about this because the old Testament is not the only thing that the Jews of Jesus's time were going off of over the course of time between when the old Testament was revealed and written down. And when Jesus came along the Jews made up a bunch of their own traditions that that regarded, uh, you know, God and how to treat Gentiles and a bunch of other silly stuff that had nothing to do with the Old Testament that they were given by God. And so what happened over time is they made the same mistake that the Catholics did. They put their traditions on par with the scriptures, which in practice allowed them to actually set the scriptures aside and go with the traditions. So like, for example, in their treatment of Gentiles, a lot of the traditions that these Jews made up, the Pharisees and the religious leaders and the Sadducees and all those guys, a lot of the traditions that they made up said that they could mistreat and abuse Gentiles to their heart's content. But when you read the Old Testament and especially the Torah, God specifically told them, no, you're to treat the Gentiles, the foreigners, the same as yourself you're supposed to apply the same laws that you apply yourself to them. God never advocated for preferential treatment of Jews or for abusing non-Jews for the sake of being non-Jews. So a lot of the stuff that the Jews were dealing with and that Jesus was addressing in their time actually had nothing to do with the Uh, failure to uphold the Torah or the Old Testament. It was actually them putting their own traditions over the scriptures and running with that instead of the scriptures. And that's why Jesus had that whole incident where he told them that they put their traditions over scripture and set it aside because that's what they actually were worshiping was not God. They weren't honoring the Old Testament or the Torah. They were honoring uh, these traditions that they had made up over time. So a lot of those traditions were made up by the elders and all those guys, as you said, but the actual new Te- uh, Old Testament itself, especially the Torah, was not actually produced by those guys. They simply preserved it and claimed to uphold it, but they never actually did very well. And that's why Jesus had to come, was to set the record straight, actually fulfill that old covenant because the Jews couldn't. And then he established a new covenant that the Old Testament actually prophesied would come. And so once that new covenant was established, well, now we have a covenant that is available for the world, whereas the old covenant was specifically for the Jews, which is something that a lot of these guys who are extreme and appeal to the Old Testament to justify saying we should execute homosexuals by the hand of the government they don't account for the fact that those specific civil punishments were specifically for a covenant that was for the Jews only. The new covenant that you and I and everyone else is a part of, that is for everybody, not just Jews. And there is no civil punishment for homosexuality in the new covenant. So to say that the government should put them to death doesn't really make a lot of sense to me, especially since our new covenant says that we're supposed to evangelize to them and implies pretty strongly that they can be redeemed from their homosexual lifestyle. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe in executing them for being homosexual because then how are we supposed to evangelize and preach the gospel to them if we keep killing them when they show their head? Well,
1: it's not just that. I, I actually appreciate, and I, it looks good on paper, and it seemed like it worked out good for us every once in a while in America. But I. I like the idea of having democracy and capitalism and and us being able to work things out under a system, even though I'm completely convinced the system needs a lot of work. It's definitely got a lot of holes and broken in it. Many people out there don't know that uh, me and TTOR, we've known each other since the bit shoot days. I'd watch his (laughs) videos, and I actually actually learned a lot from TTOR is where other people, they just seem like they were way out of bounds and just yada, yada, yada. The reason why I bring up my feelings about the government is because I'm not sure that I would want to live under a theocracy, TTOR. Mm-hmm. I know some people think that'd be a great idea, but then who would the religious person be that leads mankind? I I would suspect if you got a guy like Reverend Phelps, you know that he's not just going to be hating on uh people for their sexual preferences but he'll want to kill the adulterers he'll want to kill the disobedient children he'll want to go through the entire list in leviticus and man 90 percent of the world to go down in flames with people like that running the show
2: or someone like steven anderson who over time has shown to be just as hateful and vitriolic towards people who disagree with him about theology just as much as he is towards homosexuals. So if someone like him were running the show in this country, oh boy, we'd be in a world of trouble. Especially if anybody tried to correct him or expose him for his bad theology and all the hypocrisy that he has in his life as a minister. Yeah, it would be very ugly at that point. And the same thing would be true with Andrew Torba and his whole Christian nationalism thing that he's been trying to push for the last several months. It's basically the same thing with him he's just better at hiding it than steven anderson is
1: yeah that's that's how i feel i just feel like it could be really really destructive uh trez says missing mod are you in here i noticed you've been watching missing mod videos she apparently decided to start getting on webcam i gave her some advice on how to take the gamma and, and natural or automatic lighting and stuff and focus off of her camera then she'll come through more natural like we do I don't know if she's listening or even knows how to do that.
2: Yeah, I've been watching some of her videos lately, and the thing that I like about her is that from what I can observe through her mannerisms, the way she speaks, the points she makes, how she communicates it, she seems to me to have a good heart and good intentions, and I think the disconnect between her and I is when it comes to a lot of these big issues around Kent Hovind and the shenanigans that occur at DAL. Uh, I have a strong feeling that at some point later on in the future, because she is a good person who has good intentions and wants to do the right thing, I suspect that at some point in the future she's actually going to probably come onto my side of that particular issue. And when she does, I think she's going to have some regrets about some of the things that she said in her videos, but I don't have any ill will or intent or feelings about her at all personally. And I hope she understands that moving forward because I tried telling her that in her comment section last night and she didn't respond very well to it. But, you know, it is what it is.
1: Yeah, I understand. Well, hopefully you're right about that. Hopefully she'll, you know, see the light or have that road to Damascus walk or however they call it.
2: And she doesn't even need to, like, you know, make a bunch of videos exposing Kent Hovind or anything like that because that's one of the things I've seen from... Kent Hovind defenders on the internet is like they seem to think that if you're going to like disagree with Kent on something or you're going to expose him on something that if you like switch teams basically well now you have to make a whole bunch of videos talking about him nonstop, stop and th- there's no there's no rule book that says you have to do that so yeah I mean if she were to like you know come onto my side of the equation and then never talk about Kent again and just focus on like bible stuff or science stuff or societal stuff or whatever else she makes videos about uh that would be fine she doesn't have to be quiet about the issue but she doesn't have to talk about it all the time either it's completely up to her and where god leads her
1: speaking of kent the science gent that's what he names himself i uh, don't know if you know this but on one of the shows i did a while back i brought it up with him and wouldn't mind hearing your view on this mm. Are you aware, whenever I was a former atheist, there were some non-believers where there was discussions about homosexuality, and they literally sent some video clips as well as imagery of people who are born with both male and female genitalia. Are you familiar with this?
2: Yeah, I am. Well, I'm not not like intimately familiar, but I know that such a thing is is a real thing.
1: So the question is basically that if people can be born with these Physical aberrations or their body or genetics can copy something over, then why would it be so difficult, though? Even though I'm not really believing in this whole gay gene thing, if that can happen to their bodies, why couldn't it also happen within their brain?
2: Sure, it could. I mean, like I said earlier, there's a lot of factors uh, that go into sexuality and how people, you know, come to have urges for one thing or another. I'm sure there is a genetic component to it, but there's probably a lot of other components as well. So it's a really complicated issue that requires a lot of study. And I hate to say it, but I have not done nearly as much research into the issue as I should probably if I was going to do like a in-depth video on it. But yeah, I, I can understand people being born with that desire because we've seen that happen.
1: I don't know. I don't know if I buy the whole "born into it" kind of thing, or are born that way. It seems more like a, a kind of a willful choice. But we got somebody here who says, "Let's organize a tour bus to Stephen Anderson's church." I don't think that'd be a good idea. One, he doesn't allow anybody into the church that may disagree with him or question him, unless you're a journalist and you're going to have him on big TV where he's getting a lot of views. I doesn't let you in. (laughs) Am I terrible? Am I right about that? Or what do you think? No,
2: no, no. I actually, it actually lines up pretty much with what I've seen. You know, he gives the media interviews all the time when they come. And I've seen plenty of videos of him over the years where he kicks people out of his church when they disagree with him on something. And of course, he makes a big show out of it in the congregation in front of everybody together. And it's this big old thing where he's screaming and yelling and telling them to get out and having church security room escort the person out of the building stuff like that. And, you know, all that, all that good drama. That's good for, you know, online television entertainment. He very much likes attention and, you know, just just lines up with who he is.
1: Oh, I realize that you like to do live shows and videos. I wanted to suggest something to you and then we can get back into the evils of the world if you like. But, uh, there's a, um, a new podcast uh, equipment that's kind of like StreamYards, but has a lot more features, and it offers uh, tons of stuff for absolutely free. Called Mux. and no, I'm not a paid commercial advertisement for them, folks. I'm just saying that that's a program I'm going to start trying out in the future, and if it turns out to work well and stream well, I'm going to end up uh, probably using it.
2: You said that like it's like it has like the same features as StreamYards. Basic membership, but it's free.
1: Well, you could do a pricing thing for all kinds Mm. of stupid stuff you and I would never even be interested in eating. But -hmm. you'll be able to do intro videos and outros for free. You can Mm. put images and overlays without having to pay the $25 surcharge. Now, I got a discount with StreamYards because I told them I'm not paying $25. That's ridiculous. And they said to me, well, how about uh, your God TV radio, right? And I go, oh, you watch, you seen my stuff? And they go, yeah. And I said, as you can see, I don't need all that crazy stuff. So they said, what about 10 bucks?" And I said, hmm. all right, that sounds fair. But I still like free better. Right. Hey, it's Mr. Charles. How you doing there, handsome? So, uh,
2: can you actually send me a link to in the private chat to what you just described? Because I would be very much interested in looking into that.
1: Sure, sure. And it, it'll do everything that you could possibly want. It does almost everything. Like, for instance, I can stretch, measure your video on the screen exactly the size and width that I want it. So, if I wanted, like, Charles to be huge and us like, sitting on top of his shoulder like a little devil and angel. I can do that. Where did Charles go? <laughs>
2: uh, but, uh, so, like, you could... So, like, if you had a banner at the bottom of the screen and banner at the top, you could actually stretch the screen so that it fits inside the banner. Whereas uh, on StreamYard, you can't really do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. got everything that StreamYards has, but it also has the ability to be versatile and and set things the way you want. And I thought my goodness uh t t r is doing such a great channel. He needs the best equipment for this, and I know that you're like me, you enjoy free stuff. It just pickles <laughs> us you know
2: right they, and <laughs> i if I look into it, I'm probably gonna make a video about it if it's as good as you say. so there you go. Ah, There's man.
1: only one thing that i'm I'm not completely happy with. it's the way you let people get into the room. You have to, like, set people's emails and all that. You can send, like, a, a certain kind of link out, but it's not as easy on a, on that thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, you've always been the type of person where you're like, uh, you want to get a few guests in that, you know, be able to stick with the topic and not have an attention deficit moment. Right, that is right. what it is. All
2: right. No, Now I got bookmarked. I will definitely check that out.
1: Uh. Well, Tim, the thing is, is that uh, Kent does not see me. Uh, I don't think that Kent actually sees me as a friend. I think that he seen me as an opportunity or a place to go to do his thing. I don't, I considered him a friend. I cared very much about him and Matt Powell, but I don't think that either one of them seen me the same way.
2: Ah, oh, Conrad has a question for me. He says, TTOR, what's the biggest reason you hate Dr. Ken? Well, hate is a strong word. Uh, I wouldn't quite describe my feelings toward him as as hate, but there are a few reasons why I definitely do not like him and why he's definitely not, in my view, a saved person. Uh, It started in 2015 when he came onto Lone Star 1776's YouTube channel, and he claimed that repentance was not part of salvation, And he gave this weak list of reasons why he thought that. And the reason why this is problematic is because, one, there are multiple New Testament passages that say that repentance leads to salvation. Well, if it leads to salvation, it has to be part of it because salvation doesn't occur without it. Kind of like how abiogenesis is part of evolution, because if abiogenesis didn't happen, biological evolution doesn't happen either. So it basically has the same kind of relationship. And then after that, you have to look at the whole message of the Bible, which is all about repentance being necessary to be saved by God, because repentance leading to salvation is talked about in the Old Testament as well as the New. So when Kent Hovind taught that in 2015, he was literally undermining the very core message of both the Old and the New Testaments, which proves that you're not really a saved person if that's your view on repentance. And so it escalated from there over time. I witnessed all the marriages that he went through, basically like a four or five year period where he's got four different wives at one point. And that's obviously not the mark of someone who is a legitimate minister or Christian leader because the Bible says you're supposed to be married to one woman. And when you divorce someone for a reason other than marital uh, infidelity, which Kent did, that's adultery. So Kent's an adulterer too. And then, of course, you got the whole Chris Jones mess that I went through last year with my exposés and all the crazy stuff that I went through in my recent TTOR show. But there's a lot of legitimate reasons not to like Kent from his bad theology and his adultery towards women and also all the shady criminal things that he's participated in and the gaslighting and the lying that he does towards people like Cindy Lincoln and Mark Stoney. Uh, That kind of stuff is inexcusable, and there's not really a good reason to like Kent, unless you're one of those people who likes the way that he goes after atheists on his videos. Then, yes, I can see how you would like Kent, but when you get into the big picture of who Kent is, there's not a lot of good reasons to like him. And so that's, that's why I'm. That's why it. I'm not uh, on his side.
1: <laughs> I know I notice if you go the extra mile and try to be his friend, unless you're a, like a pedophile supporter that donates money and all kinds of material property and all that and things to help his ministry, he'll seem to remember you and defend you to the teeth. I mean, he'll give you everything he's got. But well, if you're you know just Brett Keen trying to be helpful and all that and try to learn things about the Bible. Well, you don't get so much love. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And,
2: And you weren't even charging him money to help him with all that tech stuff, right? Like you would think he would be on board with you doing all that stuff because he wouldn't have to spend a dime. You would have thought he'd taken advantage of the free labor like he's allegedly been prone to do when running DAL. And yet he just like completely ignored you on that.
1: Yeah, yeah, a lot of things, a lot of things. And you know, I spent a lot of countless hours from my family and my kids to do these shows where each side could, you know, basically ram each other's uh hatred down on each other and all that. But I'm like TTOR, I don't have any kind of hate, I have disappointment. I have, mm-hmm. I detest the behaviors that I've had to deal with, but there's no hatred that it takes too much damn energy, and I'm lazy. So what's up there, Mr. Charles?
2: I think you're muted, Charles. You might have to unmute yourself first.
3: Ah, There we go. Yeah, I'm doing well. How's everyone?
2: Well, Mr. Charles, you said that you'd like
1: to ask me some questions and get a discussion going and all that. I've always uh, been fine with you coming in. I get the impression that you feel like I didn't want you in. It's not that. It's that I, I put out a public link and I pretty much in my title, I say everyone is welcome, even the Catholics. Uh, I don't say I'm I'm the Catholic. I'm not Catholic. Well, whatever the case might be.
3: I'm I'm an Eastern Orthodox priest. Hmm.
1: So what's the difference between an Eastern Orthodox priest and a a Catholic priest? I'm still figuring out all the denominations. I got about Um, 30,000 more to go. Well, I'll make it easy for you. Our theology is correct.
2: Well, that's uh <laughs> you like <laughs> that
3: too or huh? That was funny. Mm, you have to remember at one time the world only had one church. And that's when uh, before 1054 uh the Roman Catholics and the uh, Eastern Orthodox Church were one. Um our squabbling started. I mean, it didn't happen on two on um, 1054. But, uh, we had squabblings before that, but that's the official date uh, that we called each other heretics. <laughs> <laughs> and it's been going on ever since. We've tried to reunite, but I don't I don't see that ever happening uh, because the the Roman Church will never give up the office of the the Pope.
2: So, well, that and, and some okay. of the things. That and some of the things they teach in the Catechism of the Catholic Church are very no, as, problematic I, scripturally. I mean, that's well, problem.
3: No, no, as well, as well. I was just yeah. pointing out uh, a real biggie that would continue to keep us separated.
2: Yeah, that Pope thing definitely is not working out, especially when you teach in your religious dogmas and doctrines that he's got on Earth, like Jesus was. That right. doesn't uh, work very well.
1: Mm-hmm. So, Charles, I don't know if you're familiar with TTR. He's one of the coolest first, uh, cats. I've first time before.
3: I've met him, but heard lots of good things about him.
1: Yeah, he's pretty awesome, for sure. For sure. People should check out his channel. So, Charles, you said you had some questions for me. I guess you're wanting to get to know me a little bit better, and that's cool. That's cool. What's up? Yeah, that,
3: that that's why I popped in. Well, I figured we'd do uh you, you don't have to answer me now, or you might answer me now. I figured we'd do uh A private one-on-one, possibly in my uh, Zoom room, uh, pre-recorded interview, um, is what I was thinking. Uh, We can be ourselves, uh, the whole world's not watching us, and you just have to take me at my word that I would never edit such a meeting to fit my agenda or, well... To fit my agenda, it would just be two men talking about things. So that's what I had. had That that's what I had in mind, Brad.
1: That would mean I'd have to download all kinds of software and all that. And
3: no, no, you just you just download the uh, link to uh, Zoom. It takes maybe ten seconds that they see you uh, have the app on your computer or phone, and that's it. That's all you have to do.
2: Yeah, I, I think I used zoom a couple of years ago and it was pretty easy to install yeah. and access and quick
3: yeah it's easy yeah yeah no right. no no hard stuff so I guess uh,
1: I guess it's not that big of an issue and all that but is there a reason why you don't just want to ask me straight out I mean it adds to the conversation anyway well I
3: I, I figure we break it open uh, I and it sounds like I have an agenda. I just think, uh, in the long run, even if you don't realize it yet, and I know you're a very public figure, but um, and it probably doesn't bother you. But I think you'll feel more comfortable in an a- uh, atmosphere like that. i are just pretty people...
2: comfortable in a public chat.
3: Well, I figure I just said you probably were.
2: I think Brett's comfortable but... in any situation. <laughs> <laughs> Well, except for the one where someone tries to proclaim Brett to be a racist based on something he wrote in a book when he was a little kid. That gets a little different.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, a lot of my books have kind of the whole hero-villain formula, and some of my villains say some pretty hardcore stuff, and that way when they do get their ass kicked, everybody feels real good about it. So (laughs) I don't know how anybody could associate. (laughs) Exactly. Okay, so I'm going to have to put this up real quick because we got somebody in here, and they got a weird name.
2: Ooh, weird name.
1: Hello, Hello, silly boy. How are you?
2: Uh, I'm
1: fine, and uh, I'm from the other corner of the world, I guess. I'm from India. and uh, I don't know if you've got some kind of voice modulator. Do you have a voice modulator? You do because your voice is causing me to sound like Optimus Prime. Autobots, yes, Roll out. yes, uh, <laughs> yes I'll tell you what. You come back at you turn off the voice modular. I don't want to sound like a, a damn transformer toy throughout my broadcast. You fix that, and we'll get that worked out. I'll let him up in about five minutes. Let's see, <laughs> 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 did you like that? Autobots, <laughs>
3: yeah, well, yeah, I was he gonna was say,
2: not, my he, old uh, my old TTOR intro used to be an Optimus Prime voice.
3: <laughs> oh he was, man. he was he was definitely modulating that's for sure that
1: was rough that was
2: i wonder rough. if it was that dr Kalki guy that was at my stream a few weeks back that guy was hilarious
1: well charles if you have any questions or things you want to talk about it is an open discussion people can throw whatever they want out there um
3: What happened between you and Stephen? You all look like you're pretty tight.
1: Well, I did like uh, Stephen a lot, but Stephen repeatedly uh, bore false witness and lied to me about different things, especially having to do with the Kent thing. And I also didn't know if I could trust him. He talked a lot of hate on uh, Kent while I was still getting along, and then he would hate on Cindy, and he kind of just kept going back and forth, hating on everybody on all sides. But, of course, while talking to me, I was the most lovely, wonderful person on the planet at the time. So that's kind of like where we had our discrepancy. I just don't trust the guy. Fair enough.
3: Anyway, it's... Uh, I still, I mean... Of course, you're not going to do it if you don't want to do it. But I'd, I'd, I'd like to do a Zoom with you, Brad. So we can talk about other things here while I'm here. But um, and anyway, what do you think?
1: Well, I guess I could try it. Mr. TTR says that Zoom is uh, simple. It is. It is. ADU, yeah. So I guess I'll try it out.
2: If you've ever used Skype, it's like that but easier.
1: And it what? It should work. Yeah. We got uh, Mr. Hello. Shelly Boy. He's back. How you doing?
0: Uh, I'm doing fine, and I'm from the other side of the world. Uh, you oh. were asking me why I was using voice changer because in India, you know, uh, I'm an ex-Muslim, agnostic. So uh, uh. there, there's a lot of you know, if I, they get uh, to know my identity then my life is, you know, it is very, it is in in danger. So I use I understand voice that danger. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I can yes. understand that as well. Goodness gracious. So you're down in like an area where they whip up on people and do mean stuff if you disagree with them.
0: Well, that would be the least of it, but yeah. Yes. Uh, okay. Um, so uh, I had some, uh, I have some questions uh, uh, which I uh, want to ask you uh, about the christianity uh, about the slavery you know slavery
2: mm-hmm.
0: because uh, I, I was an ex muslim and one of the main motive uh, you know that uh, because there was a slavery in islam so th- that was a one point one big point which target me uh, so uh, there is also mentioning of slavery in bible and that was the the main uh, uh, the text from where quran has copied it as well <laughs> So uh, my point is that uh, when it is written uh, very explicitly that uh, you can buy slaves, and uh, I have a presentation if I can show you a little, and you uh, want to, uh, well, if you until want we to, get to know it, you a little but...
1: bit better, until we get to know you a little bit better and make sure you're not some atheist who's going to throw a ding dong on the screen. We got to do it this way. I'm sorry. But uh yeah we we're already aware of uh, passages like that. Let me mute you because your noise just keeps on echoing off me and reverberating. It's a couple different forms of slavery in the Bible. That's the word they use for it. There's indentured servitude, right? TTOR where people are paid like to work for 7 years. For a group. See, they didn't have McDonald's and 911 back then and all kinds of different commercial marketing places all over the place. So people would look for a way to be able to work, and then they would have to sign like some kind of form of contract. I don't know if it was a scroll or whatever it was, animal skins maybe. And then they worked for somebody for seven years, and then there was rules on how that contract could be broken, and yada yada yada. Yeah. As far as slavery, like people being abused, I remember in the Book of Exodus, the Hebrews and Israelites were enslaved. And God told Moses to go free them all, which was what, like 400,000 slaves, and then God killed the slave master. So, TTR, you got anything on that? I'm not as biblically sound as yourself, so...
2: You're actually actually pretty accurate on what you said, uh, especially if we're talking about slavery in the New Testament. That's very much referring to indentured servitude. Basically, a lot of the slaves, quote-unquote, the indentured servants of the that time 2000 years ago, more often than not, they actually had better lives than free people as far as access to food and shelter and clothing and all the necessities of life. And so there was actually an incentive to become an indentured servant back then. Plus in the Bible, if you look in the old Testament, you look at the rules that God laid out to the Jews in the Torah, as far as how they were supposed to treat slaves and foreigners They were not supposed to abuse them. They were not supposed to use them or mistreat them in any way. They were supposed to treat them the same way that they would treat themselves, which is full of love and kindness and compassion and doing the right thing. So the kind of slavery where you use and abuse people has never been condoned in any part of the older New Testaments.
1: TTOR, you mind if I ask you and Father Charles about something because you both are extremely intelligent? Now, why is it that non-believers, agnostics, and atheists bring up slavery from thousands of years ago, but I don't see anybody nowadays doing anything about modern-day slavery that's still going on in Africa? There are um, black leaders who are taking in tribesmen and then working them to death Mm -hmm. and also going around killing white farmers and doing all these issues. And I don't ever hear anybody, like, making a YouTube video about it and, and complaining about that. I don't see any of these woke feminists, you know, putting down their mirror and their fingernail polish and, and brushes and heading over there trying to stop any of that. What's the problem?
2: Well, they, one, don't actually care about women, especially those suffering in, like, the Middle East in Islamic countries. And the other thing, too, is that a lot of these people – uh they, uh, they don't actually practice what they preach. They don't actually care about anyone. And also, you know, you're talking about black people enslaving others. Well, black people are a protected group in the social justice warrior totem pole. So they're not capable of doing bad things like slavery or being racist towards non-black or specifically white people. They're just incapable of doing evil things like that, at least at a systematic level. And so that's one of the other reasons why they don't talk
0: about it. We it's got all, a guy. It's, here, all, it's or, all swept under the you're the saying rug. right. you're saying that that if there's uh, slavery
1: Well hold on, Mr. Charles was trying to talk. You go first, Charles. Your turn. Oh, I was I was just gonna say
3: uh I agree with everything TTR said. Um I was just gonna add one sentence. Uh it has been for years now. Uh nothing will be done about it, it will not be talked about. They'd rather just sweep it under
1: the rug. Because it does not fit today's agenda.
2: Mm-hmm, exactly. So,
1: so the agenda is to get on to religious people for something that happened long before we even existed, but nothing's going to get done about present day problems and issues or make the world a safer, better place for everybody. Okay. You
2: yep. Yeah, because you see, we're too busy persecuting those Christians and conservatives for wrong thing to actually deal with all that stuff out there. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I'm looking around in Charles's room, nice room in TTR. I don't see any slaves back there whatsoever, so I don't know why we're being thrown into the deal. Yeah, no slaves
2: under the table. Mikey
1: said this. He goes, Brad, I haven't haven't seen you make a video about it. Well, I am a prolific vlogger. I have probably about 50 videos about it that uh, you can pay attention to and listen to. I'm sorry you missed them.
2: Are any of those videos archived on your Odyssey channel or your uh, YouTube channel or anything like that? They're
1: on Odyssey, but I also have like a few videos up on YouTube, actually, nowadays, where people can actually check that out. I actually did a video about modern-day slavery and all this, and uh, I've also been on G-Man's YouTube channel repeatedly where uh, for whatever reason that's the big thing that atheists go for it's like slavery 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 and i have a feeling why i understand why they do that to him and beckle why they bring that to bring that to his room i think you can guess why
2: hmm. couldn't be that skin collar of theirs <laughs> yeah they're trying to
1: basically trigger them <clears throat> in some kind of way but it doesn't work g-man's pretty rough i love
2: what uh i love what peter said there in the comment sections you guys haven't committed any genocides today. Well, you see, Peter, I'm waiting till after I've had lunch and I, uh, you know, go to the bathroom and go work for a couple hours. Then I'll think about committing a genocide.
1: No <laughs> genocide till I've <laughs> had my <laughs> first cup of coffee. Amen. T T O R.
3: Brett, can I can I address a comment in the uh, comment
1: area? Sure, of course yeah. you can.
3: You're in the uh, open discussion, Tim, brother. Tim, Tim, one, two, three, with with. I respectfully uh, submit to you, where I'll ask you a question. Why would Paul say say to the people, my brethren, I am your spiritual father? Should they stone St. Paul?
2: Which verse did he say that in? Who, Paul? Yeah, I just want to look it up so I can see it with my eyeballs while you talk. Uh,
3: I can't quote the chapter and verse. You have to take my word for it. or go into a search you'll find it
2: okay let's do that search anyway keep going
3: and, t- and tim also i'd like to know what do you call your papa do you call him your father do you refer to him as your father i figured they'd leave after that okay
2: hmm. <laughs> hmm found the reference. Let's read the context.
1: All right, let's see what else we got out here. <laughs> <laughs> I like the way you do things, Father Charles. You like that. You just told like old school. Yeah, man. <laughs> i another thing too, i i I, I, I didn't me mean to
3: words, make a I, full out of uh tim or whatever it was one two three it's just of course i get that question a lot from especially baptist protestants and it's it's a oh forgive me TT, i don't know your uh, denominational flavor but it's uh it's a ridiculous question it's When 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 Jesus is talked about calling a man father, the the whole context is about the scribes and Pharisees he's addressing there, and uh, uh, how they were using the scriptures to abuse people, and to use them to you know collect even more power. That was the context he was speaking of with father. So, anyway.
1: there is another thing uh, Charles and TTR I got to make sure you guys can hear me first. Cause there seems to be some kind of internet modulation going on there. I don't know what that's all about, but um, if someone were to ask me my basis of right and wrong, I would obviously use uh, the moral ideas that God put forth as what I see as my foundation of right and wrong objectively, but non-believers don't have like a concept of God. They believe in nature and society's rules so if you believe in society's rules and several countries still endorse slavery, then how can you say that it's morally wrong or it's evil in the first place? How can you look at a Bible that you don't even agree with or believe in and say it's wrong based upon what exactly? Nature doesn't care. Society obviously has its own rules depending on where you live. So what's your foundation on it? You know what I mean, TTOR? Where's the wrong and right come from on this?
2: Yeah, that's the main problem with atheism is that you don't have a objective moral standard outside the human mind that you can judge actions as right or wrong by. You don't have a book that outlines that. You basically just have whatever an individual mind or whatever a group of people decide is right or wrong at a particular moment in time and always subject to change. And so there's no stability or strong foundation in that regard.
1: Yeah, I mean, some of these folks that have come into the room and argued with us about these different topics, they're actually convinced they're one hair away from being a baboon. So, I mean, where are they getting the idea of what's right and wrong and all that? That's what I'm curious.
2: Yeah, well, one of the things that uh, Christian apologists have done over time is they've pointed out that a lot of atheists, in order to condemn Christians, for various things they actually have to borrow or steal the morality of the biblical worldview in order to condemn christians for stuff and that's something i find to be completely true because it's like when they tell me that you know oh it's wrong to beat your wife or it's wrong to verbally abuse people or to gaslight them publicly it's wrong to do this it's wrong to do that i always find myself in the position of well i agree with you but Where in your worldview are you getting this from? (laughs) Because your worldview doesn't have an objective standard that says that those things are bad. I mean, according to atheism, there is no wrong. There is no right. Things just are. So, for example, it's not wrong to be homosexual in an atheist worldview, but there's not necessarily anything good about it either. It just exists as a mutation in the human race as a result of evolution over time. There's no right or wrong thing about it. It just is in an atheistic worldview.
1: I've always wondered what it would look like if someone were to ever create a video where they got Stalin sitting in his leader chair, you know, Adolf Stalin, Joseph Stalin, mm-hmm. and a couple atheists sitting there trying to tell him, Stalin, I don't think it's right that you're like bombing all these cities and killing all these people. Mm-hmm. And then he were to ask them, well, why is it wrong for her? I mean what would they say to that i mean what would they say to their fellow atheists about an issue like that
2: well anything that they would say would fall under the realm of subjective opinion that's what it would be if atheism was true
1: subjective opinion but i thought they were only about the facts and evidence sir
2: (laughs) well there can't well it's hard to actually have facts and evidence if everything is subjective
1: Well, uh, Mikey, uh, for the people out there who are claiming they're about human empathy, I mean, one just needs to take 10 minutes out of their day to watch a few atheist videos to get that touch and taste of empathy you speak of.
2: (laughs) So I, uh, I see Amy Newman in the comments. She asks, not all atheists are subjective moralists. Slavery is wrong because it's owning other people's property. My question to Amy is, why is it wrong to own other people's property if atheism is true?
1: I don't know if some of you have seen some of the payments people get for the hard work they do in America, but that's some kind of form of slavery, I would think. My goodness, there's people who break their back every single day. But somebody who's playing football or basketball is making more money than a scientist and teacher put together. I hear nobody complaining about that what's
2: the deal yeah well there's a popular theory that sports stars being paid that much is part of an overall globalist plan to basically appease the masses and keep them docile by entertaining them with what the people on the internet call sports ball (laughs) so it's basically like a form of uh appeasement that keeps them docile and prevents them from realizes realizing what's going on around them in the world well, how do you uh, explain
1: Peter- that, TPR? There's some there's some boxers out there that are making more money than some doctors. Doctors right. are trying to fix people, and the boxer's trying to knock your head off, but he's getting paid more. I don't understand our our system here.
2: Well, hey, it is more it is more entertaining to the world to see someone get their head beat in than to you know see them get healed up over months. <laughs> that's
1: uh, Peter
3: Peter W. I have some more, but Peter W. and comments first corinthians 4 15 for though you have countless guides in christ you do not have many fathers for i became your father in christ jesus through the gospel and of course that's paul and i have other scriptural references but anyway we can go well, we do know but that paul was it,
2: like the spiritual father of timothy kind of like how brett uh adopted who is it john gashilla you adopted him Mm -hmm. as like your son through the internet my
1: virtual son yes basically
2: you're like a mentor figure that's pretty much on the level of being a father is that basically the way well over the years
1: over the years ttor for some reason there's been a lot of people out there who they don't have a lot of family a lot of support structure so i we i set up this thing where i just virtually internet adopt people
3: well, I just try to
1: dispel this this
3: fear. Um, I don't care if you call me uh roast beef, but uh don't be afraid to call me father, it's ridiculous and point
2: roast beef Charles. There you go. <laughs> that's
3: what. that's why I one line. There must be a lot, and, and I'm not knocking Baptists, some of my best friends are Baptists, and I'm sincere, but um my uh, username, I went from Father Charles unless I'm on a talk show um, representing orthodoxy. I call myself Pastor Chuck because I'm a pastor of a church too. so you know, it's not like I'm fudging anything. but Pastor Chuck is more accepted than Father Charles. and I and whenever I get the chance to calm these fears, these uh, anyway. Hmm.
2: Pastor Chuck might be a little more catchy too.
3: Peter Peter W. pointed it out, and I only and had three or four more scriptures, but we don't need to beat a dead horse. It's uh, they called Abraham, Father Abraham, you know. They call anyway. Let's leave it at that. I think Peter W summed it up well. So. Next. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Let me see if my okay, my virtual camera's working again. I had to bring down, I don't know if you knew this GTR, but if you go into some of these live streams and your resolution set at uh, 1080, it can be really challenging for the broadcast. So I am gonna be right back in a little bit. You and Mr. Charles, you guys take over for a bit. I gotta help my wife with something. You guys think you can handle this? Keep this Absolutely. Multi-line?
2: Yep, can do. Although I'm probably going to be getting off in about 15 minutes because I got some stuff to do before I go to work.
3: Yeah, I got some stuff I got to do too, but I'll hang to Brett gets back.
2: All right. Now that Brett's gone, let's ruin his channel. (laughs) (laughs) Quick, say something I'll get him flagged. (laughs) Um, Quick, let people in the room. Actually, I can't do that. Only Brett can do that. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. yeah i actually
3: i actually had to change my username and more people watched my videos as soon as i made it pastor chuck Hmm. father charles was like i had leprosy (laughs) (laughs) i'm serious i'm i I make fun because i like to laugh but it was it was like i had leprosy pastor chuck wait he looks like the same guy but somehow i was suddenly different
2: (laughs) it's your evil twin Exactly. Yeah, I don't know about that Father Charles guy over there, but you can rely on me. I'm Pastor Chuck.
3: Yeah, (laughs) you put that very
2: well. Yeah.
3: And I and 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 I'm going to say this, and I'm going to leave it alone. I'd get these comments. They'd be one-liners. The Scripture says, "Call no man father." Honestly, I'd I'd very tactfully and nicely start explaining and yeah i'm going to be this bold. they'd see that what he's saying makes sense i might be wrong they disappear yeah. because when the you know when you hit them with proof that it's okay to call me father it's it, it, it's your choice you know but anyway mm. enough of it i found a good uh, remedy like i said i'll say one more time good old pastor chuck if i'm on a talk show and I'm representing orthodoxy. Yes, I'll use Father Charles. so Or Father Chuck. My nickname's Chuck. It's been that all my life. So, yeah. I don't know. That was a good show you had the other night. Uh, when you had Mark Stoney on. And, uh, oh, I, I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, episode 3
2: yeah. of the TTOR show. Yeah, that was yeah, a good show. Yeah, I've. I felt like that went pretty good, too. Uh, yeah. It just took a couple of weeks to prepare everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cindy was a little last minute, but she had some stuff she had to find for the show and right. worked out pretty good. Mm, but it's just hard to put out a show like that. And then afterwards, mm-hmm. finding the Kent Hovind defenders, completely defending him, even after seeing that. It's like... Mm-hmm. I understand you like his presentation style and all that, but why would you support a man who has verifiably committed spousal abuse? And why Mm -hmm. would you support a man who blatantly lies about things that are easily Mm -hmm. provable? And why would you support a guy who literally gaslights people just like other spiritual narcissists do, in order to condemn someone, like why, mm-hmm. why do you have nothing to say about that when it's right in your face? I mean, mm-hmm. is it really that hard to admit that the guy you're defending is not the good person you thought he was?
3: All right, or he twists, or he has no problem twisting scripture. And I, I'm not saying this from an orthodox point of view. I'm I, I could speak from a, a a Protestant point of view on this. He will twist scripture to fit his agenda. And it's obvious.
4: It's so obvious. uh,
2: Or like when when he went on to Brett Keane's channel yesterday and was trying to criticize Brett for using foul language sometimes in his videos. It's like, dude, you literally beat your ex-wife. You lie about her all the time on the internet for months Mm -hmm. now. You're mm. not exactly in a position to be criticizing people for using a few naughty words in a video.
3: Mm. Yeah. Uh,
2: Peter asks if I'm any part of any particular denomination. No. Yeah. Unless you consider non-denominational. I'm, I'm sorry.
3: I I probably ignited that when I said I don't know what flavor of Christianity. You yeah. Are. Well, uh.
2: if you consider non-denominational to be a denomination, then sure it is you can say yeah. that. But- <laughs> I don't. I don't really care about any denominations. I just care about what's in the Bible.
3: Amen, bro. Amen. Conrad,
2: why I do I that. care? Conrad asks, "Why do I care so much about Doctor Kent?" Well, false teacher, abusive man, uh, adulterer who refuses to be held accountable for anything he does that's wrong. Uh, I'm supposed Amen. to warn people about people like Kent according to the Bible, and I'm not supposed to support or endorse him in any way. So. Why would I violate the biblical command to do those things just because, you know, you like the guy? Or even yeah, if, if I like the guy uh, in the past.
1: I'll tell you what, TTR, if I would have listened to your advice and suggestions as well as many others in the past, we wouldn't be having the moments and the, you know, epic videos I've had to put out recently over all this nonsense. I should have listened. should have
2: listened. Gangster Ghost says that I am uh, Greek-Roman Catholicism No no is the answer to that or is he or is he asking, a, is he asking a question I can't tell is Greek Roman Catholic yeah I, I, it seems like you're saying I'm Greek Roman Catholicism but now I'm looking at it and I'm like wait maybe he's asking a question I just can't tell huh. maybe if you rephrase that gangster ghost I can answer it better you're not gonna believe what my
1: wife gave me. We were supposed to be eating healthier, but she decided to get me Hawaiian cotton candy. 46 (laughs) years old sitting over eating candy like it's Halloween. She's going to kill me.
2: Yeah, because when you want to get on a healthy diet, cotton candy is the way to go.
1: I'll tell you a good way to diet, and this actually works. I mean, you can tell by seeing me on video, I've lost a great deal of weight. Chili with hot dogs and yoo-hoos. They had to clean you right out.
2: Well, actually, I can testify to that.
1: (laughs) You like Yoo-Hoo's?
2: Well, not Yoo-Hoo's, but like chili and hot dogs, mixing them together. That does clean you out, if you know what I'm saying. Hell
1: yeah, man. Hell yeah. (laughs) So if there's anybody that would like to come in and talk with us, I got the link at the top in the blue stripe. That's how you got in, right?
2: Yeah, I got in through the StreamYard link at the top. Sure did I, yeah very good very good i'm glad uh, right brett,
3: brett, i gotta go so uh we got a date there bro yeah
1: I'll, uh, I'll download it you're gonna have to email me how i'm supposed to connect with you and all that kind of stuff all oh of no, yeah
3: well if you've downloaded that here's what happens if i may take just uh two minutes here just to explain this to brett and then we can set up a time I, i'm sure you're not ready to set up a time sitting here on air but um Since you have the the, the app, what I'll do, I will send you a link. You click on the link and you'll be privately in the Zoom room. Uh, We're not going to do it live. We could. um, But as I explained earlier, I I just think just between two guys hanging out talking, I think it'll be a much more comfortable atmosphere. And uh, if you want... I don't usually do this, but if it makes you more comfortable, I'll put it before I post it uh, publicly. I can post it privately, and if you want to watch it and give it
1: your approval before I release it, I'll even go that far. So. Well, fair enough, Charles. One of the reasons why I I kind of push back on stuff like that, even though I'll do it for you. Mm-hmm. The issue is, is you got. Tons and tons of people who are wanting you to download this and download that and Mm -hmm. and get on their program or whatever. And Mm -hmm. if I publicly tell people, yeah, I'm going to go do yours and people get Mm -hmm. mad if I don't go on theirs kind of deal. Right, right.
3: Okay. Well, I appreciate you doing mine. And um, I guess I'll wait. Um, You have to tell me what days you're free. Um, I'm usually always a free part of the day usually and uh that's as easy as it gets Brett I mean seriously I'll send you a link you click on the link um and we start talking I hit a record button and we start talking
1: all right and
3: anything and any questions you don't want to ask I'm sure you know this no I'm not going to answer that question so you know it's that simple all so right. You ju- you just gotta let me know when you're free. And okay. I'll I'll try to, I'll try to work my schedule around yours. Fair enough.
1: All right. Is there any way I can just call directly in and then you do that?
3: Mm, no, you'd have to come in through the link. Yeah. It's uh
1: Okay. I'll figure it out. I'll figure it okay. out. Just send the link over and then I'll get the program and we'll get that going.
3: Oh, okay. So what you're saying, um, when I'm free, set it up, send you a link, and if you're free, you'll come on in.
1: Well, just uh, give me a, the day and time that you want to do it, and then the link okay. and all that, and then I'll come in. Is the link always available, or is it...
3: Uh, it, it, I mean, it Well, I think it lasts 24 hours. And then okay. uh, it, it changes, you know what I mean? So it'll... It'll change the
1: uh, well, I'll tell you what, in the, somewhere between now and 24 hours, I'll go in there and do <laughs> that. Just send me a link in the time you want to do it, and, and we'll get all it right. Out.
3: Well, that's fair enough. Uh, you're in Missouri, right? So you're an hour or what behind me. You two well, hours that depends
1: on where you're at. Yeah, I'm
3: I mean, State I'm State sorry, State. I'm in Pennsylvania, the great Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, Count Dracula. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So Eastern Time, I'm on Eastern Time, obviously. So sounds good to me. All right, man, TTR, it's been a pleasure. Pleasure. You seem like, you seem like a real gentleman, and it's—I've watched your show, but it's the first time I got to interact with you. So yeah,
2: I tend to be pretty chill and laid back most of the time, especially on live streams. Well,
3: well, you seem like a real gentleman, just like I thought you are, just by watching your shows. So thank you. All right. All right, Brett, I'll be talking to you later. TTR, hopefully, I'll be talking to you in the near future. God bless to mm-hmm. all of you. God bless. S- see you later. God bless.
2: Surprised no one else in the comments section wants to join the room. I especially oh. thought Amy would, but yeah. I, I mean, know it's just watching a, from work.
1: TTR, I know it's weird to say this, but for some reason, there's a lot of people that have that kind of middle school mentality. Just because TTOR and I have disagreements with some people out there, it doesn't mean that we're going to, anybody that's associated with, you know, people we don't like, it doesn't stop us from being friends with you. So you don't have to have that, oh, you don't want to hang out in the sandbox with people I liked and I won't talk to you kind of thing. That's not how (laughs) we do things. That's childish. So if you want to come in and have a friendly conversation, you're welcome. Just don't bring up the people unless you want to hear some negative things.
2: (laughs) All right. Can't promise you like what you hear, but you'll get an honest answer.
3: (laughs) Right.
1: Exactly. Oh, I miss seeing Amy. And have you ever seen Amy whenever she likes what she hears? She puts her hands up and does this little heart thing for you.
2: Ah, All the
1: love in the world.
2: (laughs) That's nice. Mm. Uh. Hmm. Yeah, I wasn't planning to go live today, but when I saw you were about to go live, and I was like, eh, I'm not really doing anything right now.
3: <laughs>
1: oh, you like the backgrounds and stuff? I thought that'd be relaxing for people.
2: Oh, that too. Well, I was just saying when you went live, you know, at noon, a couple hour and a half ago, I was surprised, but it was like, yeah, I'll join. <laughs> this has been a fun stream so far
1: so mr gangster ghost he says how are you and just uh do an impersonation of what do you think about blue
2: well i think what he meant is are you greek roman catholic because that was something he said earlier uh, the answer is no non-denominational is what i told uh pastor chuck
1: uh i try to keep things simple everybody's got all these fancy names for their denominations i'm like There's people who believe in God and there's people who don't. There's people who are just kind of scratching their butt on the fence.
2: Well, that's what non-denominational means, though, is that you're not part of any other denomination and you just believe what the Bible says. At least that's what it's supposed to be.
1: I kind of treat religion a lot like I deal with politics. If a liberal says something that sounds somewhat coherent and intelligent and helpful, I'll agree with them. Same with the conservative. The way I see it, it's both wings on the same bird. It's doing the same pooping at this point.
2: Especially if you look at what the GOP has been doing the last couple of years. It's like, yeah, they're definitely not different than the leftists. So I got to
1: ask. I got to ask. I did do a big old long video and ended up putting it over on my radio about my thoughts on Donald Trump. You know, he's trying to run again. Do you think he has a chance or do you think the journalists are going to just eat him alive at this point?
2: Oh, I don't think journalists will eat him alive, but there is a very strong possibility that if he runs again in 2024, they'll just cheat like they did before, except worse, and he'll lose again. I actually liked having him as president despite his flaws and imperfections, and I would gladly take four more years of Trump instead of another four years of whatever dumpster fire we got going on right now. So I would totally welcome a Trump presidency in 2024. I just don't see it happening
1: you know i know why i have a theory on why people like joe biden joe biden kind of reminds me that movie weekend at bernie's you remember that
2: movie not very well but go ahead
1: so the movie is about a couple guys who uh end up going to this rich business guy's house well the rich business guy unfortunately has died he's just sitting there you know in a chair dead and I think that's basically how the Democrats treat Joe Biden. He's like a corpse is sitting there and they can just go in and have his corpse write out all the contracts and money they want to spend. And he's not going to stop them because, well, he's dead. Hey, Praise. How you doing there, handsome?
4: Hey, gentlemen. Good. to. Thanks for having me, Brett. And uh, good to see you, TTOR. What's going uh, on, buddy?
2: Oh, not much. Uh was just uploading a new video earlier today and then right after i did that i saw brett was going live so i thought ah i'll join for a bit before i go to work
1: cool
4: cool (laughs)
2: praise
1: i am is a lot like ttor folks i don't know if you guys have checked out his channel but anytime that i'm trying to understand the bible or understand the concept Praise is one of the first ones that will do a live show with these two lovely ladies. And they will discuss <laughs> my video and explain to me how to get things right and get right with Jesus. And TTR does the same thing. And I really appreciate that. I don't understand why some people are like, why is he asking that question? Yeah. He is for six years. He should know everything at this point. What's the problem? Exactly,
4: yeah. Yeah. Why is, like, things that are forbidden to talk about, how dare you talk about that? Like, well, if it's forbidden, like, (laughs) that's a problem for your own faith.
2: (laughs) I noticed uh, Gangster Ghost had some pretty good sarcasm there in the comments section. Brett, do you like blue? (laughs) <laughs>
1: blue is a nice color, but as you can see, I kind of like my black and white filters. Today, I wore a really, really blue t-shirt, but you wouldn't be able to tell by watching my videos. Yeah. What do you think of that, TTR? Do you think I should go full on color and show all my blemishes?
2: Well, you could if you want. I mean, it's up to you, really. I mean, at this point, you're Brett Keen, and you're going to get seen by a lot of people just on name recognition alone, so... You could pretty much take whatever appearance you want on camera, whether it just be like what I'm doing or what you're doing now or that black and white thing you've been doing lately. Or heck, you could even just lay on your stomach on your chair if the camera pointed at you. I, I would like to do it. that.
1: I still have issues with my back and all that. Not as bad as what it used to be in the, back in the day whenever I had to take medicine and I was bedridden and all that. But, man, I'll tell you what. I've had people come in and they're like, Brett, why do you lay on your bed for and all that stuff? And I've had to say some pretty rough stuff to them over that.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, at this point, you could take whatever like appearance for your videos that you want, and it would probably work. <laughs>
1: I am a little surprised. I've only had like one person at this point uh, do an aquatic zoo animal picture of me. So that's good.
2: Yeah, I I should say about that right now, since Mark Stoney's done that a couple of times now in his video responses to you, uh, doing that whole, you know, manatee thing about Brett is a very good way to get Brett to not listen to you and to not be taken seriously.
1: Oh, I don't. As soon as I click on somebody's video and I see like my ass floating around with an aquatic pajamas on and all that, I immediately just turn it off. I don't even listen to what the person has to say. Oh, (laughs) yeah. As soon as I hear Brett King's a (laughs) retard or something, it's like my brain just goes, oh, wait a minute. There's a good gaming video I have on my (laughs) watch. This is satire, yeah.
4: Um. I had a question, if you don't mind, if I can ask TTR a question and just see where maybe he, al- like, his position in the Christian faith, like, uh, with Kent, I noticed you're critical of Kent, but you're not like, I mean, because as Christians, we're not supposed to, like, leverage ourselves, like, we're better than someone else. You don't, like, think you're better than him, right? Like, you're just saying, you're just pointing out some of the things that he might repent. Is that is that, like, your motive or, like, what's your motive and all that?
2: You are right. I do not view myself as better than Kent. I'm simply exposing stuff about him. And in case I've never said on my videos on my own channel in the past, I would like to make clear to anybody that I don't view myself as a good person or a role model or someone that you should aspire to being. I'm literally just a guy on the internet with a laptop, a microphone, a webcam, and an OBS software to record videos and you know, I appreciate internet browsers that. and i i just you know say what i see and think needs to be said but i don't view myself like kent does like i'm this bible answer man who's right about everything he says therefore yeah. if you dissent you know you're bad and i'll i'll gaslight you on my channel now no i, I appreciate that, that
1: i appreciate your humbleness there thank you you know, I noticed that, uh, TTOR. if you were talking about like the leader of Gab or something, or one of these social media site, religious people who take advantage of folks and screw folks over, nobody ever like says anything to you or ask you anything about it, but gets brought up and all of a sudden it's like, I got to ask you some questions. I'm not getting R into your praise. I'm just saying I find oh, it no. weird. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh. That is a little bit weird, but I also think it's because there's not that much overlap between Andrew Torba's following and Kent's, because Torba's at this point is a lot bigger, and a lot of those people tend to be more politically focused, whereas a lot of the people who follow Kent's, it's a smaller amount of people, but they're more focused on creation versus evolution, atheism versus Christianity, it's a more narrow focus of interest that they have. And so they're unlikely to overlap with Andrew Torba's crowd.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. I did open up an account over there, but I haven't been using it on Gab. You ever heard of Gab their Praise? No, I actually haven't. Wow. Well, Gab was one of those websites that attempted to do a little bit better than Twitter back when Trump was getting censored and all the conservatives were getting knocked off. A bunch of uh, social media sites like Gab thought, hey, while everybody's paranoid and thinking about everything's fake news and there's no social media site where anybody can speak freedom, we'll just claim that we're the group that's going to do it. And then, of course, everybody strolled over to that and found out very quickly, like myself, that "Eh, see ya. You didn't agree with what I said, you're gone. And I was like, "Ah, yeah,
2: you got your original account banned and it was because you questioned why an article about a three-way gangbang was trending in their trending section, even it though like just, no one it was wasn't uh,
1: just gangbanging. This guy is a Christian leader and he's got it set up on his trends that what do you think about Christians who have gangbang sex with each other? And I'm thinking, I don't recall hearing any Christian ever ask what the hell it's like to have gangbang. Well, all,
2: uh, all the original comments in that thread of the trending section were asking why the hell this was in trending in the first place. Because it had like no likes and nothing, but yet it was there. Like it was put there artificially.
1: Yeah, I believe that's what he was doing. He was putting a bunch of fake trends up. They had one about people making love to goats one time. I said, I know that didn't just get up there and trending. That's bullshit right there.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Of course, nowadays, it's pretty much just a big anti-Semitic group hug over there. If you go on to Gab right now and you try to talk about anything pretty much like what we talk about, like Christianity and the Bible, apologetics, atheism, and all that stuff, You'll be lucky to get like one or two engagements, like a like or a repost or whatever. But just go to someone and say, you know, it's wrong to be bigoted against Jews. And next thing you know, you'll have about 30 to 200 notifications in your inbox in the next couple hours with people telling you what an evil person you are, what a horrible person you are. You're a Zionist. You're a shill. You're just counting your shekels that you got from Mossad and, you know, all other kinds of crazy, insane stuff. So. At this point, Gab has literally become an anti-Semitic hellhole like it used to be uh, said about them years ago.
1: But, and I see some people out here mentioning Shock of God. Shock of God's been around for a very, very long time on YouTube, and he's made some excellent Christian videos. I like the uh, the question that he asks a lot of non-believers. Can you prove that atheism is accurate and true? He I remember when I was a former atheist, he came in my room and asked if he could debate some of the people in there. I said, Well, I'm not like some kind of shepherding, these are my sheep. Go ahead. If you want to tear into their ass, go for it. So he did. He he gets in there, he says that, and they were just like, <laughs> <laughs> They didn't know what to say with that, because they say their positions based upon facts and evidence. But as soon as you ask them, how is it accurate and true? They just Bleh. Have you ever seen his videos before, Praise and TTOR? Yes, when he's on a motorcycle. Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, I don't know how he does that, man. I can barely get over to my damn chair to record a video. (laughs) He's on a damn ninja motorcycle going 100 miles down the highway talking about Jesus. I'm like, this dude is old school. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I like that. It is
4: refreshing. What's up, Beckle? Good to see you, bro.
2: Well, I hate to bow out, but I need to get ready for work and work. So thanks for having me on, Brett.
1: No problem. I always love having you, TTR. You got some good stuff. Beckles says, hey, Brett, I plan on doing a brief live stream on James Gunn recent DCEU announcement. I'll be opening up the room in case you're interested. Sure, I wouldn't mind going in there. I have a lot of problems with Marvel and DC nowadays. I don't, I don't like all the crap that they've been doing to my comic book characters. It pisses me off. Yes, I'll get in there, and I'm very passionate <laughs> about that. So praise how you've been doing, man. What's been going on? You've been preaching the good news, and do you have any questions?
4: Yeah, I'm hanging in there, Brett. You know, hope the same for you too. It's, um, I try to preach the gospel, yes, and I try to make it. Where people, it's not boring, you know. Try to liven it up a little bit, like you do too. You make very in- amazing videos that uh, a lot of people enjoy. Um, I sent you something in the email though. There's a guy named General Keen, and uh, <laughs> I said, "Is he is he related to you in some way?" I said, "I showed his face there, but also I'm blocked on your channel. Maybe uh, if you wanted to unblock you, if he, you know, sometime that'd be cool too."
1: Blocked, yeah. Hold I tried to
4: type yeah. in the oh. YouTube, and it, yeah, my, maybe it's I have no idea.
1: Hold on. Hold on one second, I'm trying to turn off my stream yards cam. I think OBS was having a weird internet effect on it. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good now. Oh, there's a little bit of delay. Okay, had to fix that. I'm going to my email right now. I don't think I have you blocked, but I'll check and see what happened. I got this uh, the blacklist thing on where it automatically removes comments so that it thinks of people uh, doing wrong. Hopefully it didn't do that to you. Let's see what we got. Yeah. Uh, I don't know a general keen. We don't have any generals in my family. I'm about as general as it gets. <laughs> <laughs> let me see let me look in my block bin and see what kind of mischief this damn thing's been up to on YouTube oh yeah uh, oh boy youtube do is you, so you need any clarification on the kit thing or do you um yeah I mean i don't i mean I'm we're so i don't think we're settings and looking what...
4: Yeah, I don't think we're like in a social club. I don't think you, I think it's good to not like be in a social club, but <clears throat> I mean, Ken's not a perfect guy. We know Ken is a flawed person. Like, I think everyone's flawed in some way. But, um, like, is your relation, are you trying to do like men that again? Or, or are you like just saying, like, I'm going to kind of block myself away from a little bit?
1: Well, I I did a live video with him, uh, and it's up on my radio. Unfortunately, he said some things that could easily be deemed by YouTube and some of his critics as uh, a form of hate speech. Now, I don't believe it's hate speech. I just know how uh, Nazi-ish YouTube can be. So I put it over my radio where I knew that I wouldn't get in trouble. He said some pretty... Rough stuff about homosexuality, and he also brought up medical stuff. I can't go into any more detail than that about it, or I'll get in trouble. But that's uh, that's where we fell on that. Um, as far as trying to resolve things, I'm not really sure. Let me Let me ask you something, Praise, and see if this makes sense to you. Let's say tomorrow every YouTube account that you have gets removed over some bullshit by YouTube. Now, yeah. what, what do you think Brett Keane would do about that if you came to me and said, Brett, I got screwed over. Can you help me out? How do you think Brett Keane would react to that?
4: I think you would step in and help because you're a very generous person, kind person, yeah. Well,
1: that's exactly one of the reasons why I don't understand where me and Kent are. He, uh, he had me sit there since October, and many of my friends didn't even know I was there, and he kept telling me repeatedly on the phone that he would say where I'm at let people know, and he didn't. So for months I've been sitting there making videos and my supporters didn't even know how to find me. That's that's uh, between me, me and him personally what bothered me. And I think it would upset anybody out there. If you think you're friends with someone and then they don't even acknowledge that you're back or you've returned, you would wonder what the hell is going on.
4: I hear you. That I hear you on that. I don't know. Maybe it's Kent's stroke or something, and yes, he he's so busy. He appears to be like his mind is only focused on one thing, and that is just going against evos, you know, and atheists. So, I, you know, I don't know where his mind capacity is, but, um, I, you know, I've seen I've I've known Ken for about four years now with you know S T T Donnie and. Like, he's, I never see any problems with him. I never, like, I never, he doesn't, like, go out out of his way to attack people, as far as I know. So, yeah, maybe there's stuff behind the closet or, you know, behind the scenes that I don't know about, that maybe you know about. I don't know.
1: Well, uh, praise uh, Mr. TTR has done quite a few documentation videos, and And the past stuff does bother me, but I'm one of these type of guys where if I find out that, you know, you did something 10 years ago, maybe you ran over somebody's banana split or something like that, I'm like, ah, that happened in the past, that happened before I even knew the guy, and I don't know the whole story. It's bothersome, but it doesn't make me like, uh, just throw someone out of the church kind of attitude about it. It's basically about the personal treatment between me and, and everybody else. And I always encourage anybody else who's got problems, take it up with Kent yourself. If you have an issue, take it up. Don't expect me to be the mouthpiece for your problems as well. Whenever it comes to that, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Um, you know, like I think he and Mad Powell have a distorted view of the law of the Old Testament too. Um, I might make a video on that, but would you be interested in something like? Because I would correct them and uh, and and show them like they there there's misunderstandings. They so they believe that You know the. I don't know if I don't, I don't want to get your channel. So I, don't know, I mean, like to label them like. Um, I mean I don't know if the word homo is really a. <laughs>
1: a That's proper, fine. That's okay.
4: Um, yeah, the word okay, so just call them homos for right now. I'm not because I don't want to like say the words or anything that'll get you banned. So like in the old testament, the they're des- it's descriptive. So we have apoditic uh language, and then we have casuistic language. So apoditic law is the Ten Commandments. They are unconditional laws. They are eternally binding laws, they're universal, they're prescriptive. So the Ten Commandments are the only laws that God directly handed down to the Jews. The other 602 laws, or is it three? Yeah, 603 laws, I mean, were actually formed by the society itself. God didn't directly hand those down. So the Jews formed their own laws and they extrapolated them from the Ten Commandments. And they were not prescriptive; they were descriptive. They were conditional laws. Uh, we call case law today. I say case laws are like happenstance laws. Like they're um, they're not binding laws. So when we see the any laws that were death penalty laws back in the Old Testament, they they describe something that's that people might deserve, and if it was a case law, but the the thing is is in leviticus 16 that anyone who deserved a death penalty had atonement available so god always had mercy they w- it would be available also to the uh, homosexuals or homos if they if during that time so they would be forgiven in leviticus 16 it says all sins would have been forgiven so i don't hear matt talking about that and if they're not prescriptive then there's no reason to say that we should enforce these laws today. Like, they don't. I think they, it's his misunderstanding of Jewish
1: law. Well, praise. I I don't know if you. Uh, I know that you know who Raging Atheist is, right? Oh yeah, I've known Rage for about five years. Four four or five years, of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've, I think I've seen him on your show, and you guys have had just long, in-depth conversations. One of the reasons I got annoyed at Matt uh, praise is because. Matt, when you go to his YouTube channel and watch his videos, they seem loving and kind and very, you know, they're just well done. He edits them nice. He makes candles in the background, almost looks like a romantic scenery. But one day I went over on Raging Atheist's channel, and it was on his bigger channel whenever he was a little bit more popular. And he said, Brad, how can you hang out with someone like Matt Powell who hates homosexuals and, and wants to end their lives and cause harm to them? And I'm like... That's not what Matt preaches. You got to understand, I was supporting Matt videos. I didn't know Matt had any weird ideas. So he goes, you don't believe what I'm saying. And I'm saying, and I go raging. I know you like debated him a while back and he kind of owned your ass. So I, I, I didn't believe what he was saying. right?" Right. And he goes, well, let me show you a video. And right there in the public, in front of his atheist audience, I'm sitting there watching Matt talk about some pretty hardcore stuff that I had never heard or seen in my life. And now I'm being questioned about who I'm associating with and what I believe at this point. And I said, well, I I don't believe that people should be harmed or hurt because of their sexual preferences. And it just, it was a big explosion. And I felt like I got sideswiped by that praise. Does that make sense? Yes, that.
4: Um, I mean, if he's going to focus on one specific sin, it, to me, it shows there's some type of prejudice or bias there. Because even in the Torah, if even you back talk your parents, it describes the death penalty, but it was not prescribed. It's something that you deserve. So, what basically what the the law is telling us is that God is giving something to us that we don't deserve, which is grace and mercy. That was his whole plan from the beginning. He's not out to have people executed, you know, if they sin with a particular sin. So homosexuality is just one particular sin. So I don't know why Matt is hyper-focused on this one little sin. I don't know. Because the sin of lying is just as bad. I mean, if, that's what the Torah really tells us, that every sin deserves death. And uh he didn't do that. God could have, you know, if he really wanted to, to be just, he would have punished every single person to death. But no, he always had a plan of grace and mercy through atonement laws. And it was like a precursor to Christ that he would have animals and stuff. But then he says the animals were not pleasing to him. Burnt sacrifices, all those things were not pleasing to him. But it was just preliminary to uh, cover sins, but not take away sins. So when Jesus came, Jesus stepped in as the eternal, permanent sacrifice for all sins. And it does take away our sin. It's and, crazy. Uh, it looks yeah. like
1: you and I and Mr. T O R and Father Charles are on the same wavelength when it comes to this stuff. I completely agree with you. You're on the money, and I hear someone said you even made a, a big, long, extensive video about that. And that's really good. The other issue that I had praise is it wasn't just the Old Testament stuff or Bible stuff that he brought up. But he said that homosexuals, this is his claim. I want to make sure that this is realized. This is not my view or praise's view. But, well, I hope it's not your view, praise. But he said that basically all homosexuals are pedophiles. And they all have sex with animals. And he went down the line of all the filthy, terrible things they're about. So because of that, I couldn't agree with him. I know plenty of homosexuals. Yeah. I live in St. Louis, man. I walk around. Right. You know, you work with people who are bisexual. So I'm not going to, I'm not about to walk down the damn road like Reverend Phelps of Westboro Baptist Church and wear a hazmat suit. Thinking that some kind of uh, like gay disease is going to get me. This is ridiculous. I mean, how do you deal with somebody like that? And he won't, he will not be your friend if you say that you are accepting of people or you want to love other people no matter what their sin is. That
4: is ridiculous. That's not true. I've had, I've known many gays and I was friends with them. I mean they were good uh confi- you know good confidants. I mean we were <coughs> very personal and kind to each other. And they were not pedophiles in no way, fashion or form. So I'm <coughs> I'm not sure where he's getting that data. I'd like for him to maybe prove that somehow through some type of you know data, uh provide some type of source or, you know, poll or something. I don't know. But I think he's getting this from maybe some other sources around him that I think drive him or like they influence him to to think that way. So I think it's outer influences. Yeah,
1: I I already know who the person is that he gets his influence from. He gets his influence from a guy called Christopher Anderson or Stephen Anderson and it's a a guy who is known publicly and by journalists as a hate preacher who goes around america doing all that the guy has been thrown out of many different associations because of his hatred and animosity and matt knows the guy personally so i believe that's exactly where he gets it from now that's the reason praise that's the reason why and matt can't just accept me as having a disagreement with him about his view I've supported all of his work, praise, but that was one topic in particular that I just said no. I, I can't march with you on that, brother. I can't, and that wasn't acceptable.
4: I, I hear you. That's, I yeah, like that's just this type of bigotry and hatred to uh, for particular people. Um, like if remember, you know, if you're if you're a follower of Jesus Christ, you can't be. S- Bias to one particular type of sin because i mean like who were i mean jesus said like when that lady was they were going to throw stones at the lady he says uh, those who without sin can cast the first stone so he's casting stones at homo or homosexuals and i just don't think that's right i think you know if he's going to be more jesus-like then he's he needs to even look at himself before he throws stones so that's what he's doing
1: So I think that's that's exactly how I'm trying to handle it. Praise you and TTR. You guys handle things all calmly and you're able to hit things biblically. But for me, I'm still new at this. And I tried to make it clear when I represent myself in videos. I don't hate Matt. And I'm not even trying to tell him that he doesn't have the right to say what's on his mind. I just don't agree with it. That's it. That is it. And he will not be your friend if you don't agree with him on it. Because he thinks that he's like the teacher's pet or something. Like God sent him directly <laughs> from the clouds to come down here. And anyone that disagrees with them is a bastard. You know what I mean? Yeah, I but
4: it might be some type of insecurity in himself that maybe he has to work on. Like I don't I don't want to like psychoanalyze, but to me, it seems to be like an inner issue within himself. And maybe Stephen Anderson himself. Um, I do like Stephen Anderson in a lot of different things, though. He's very biblically um, sound on, on on many different things. But the but the gay thing, I'm not sure. Like what made him go off like what he does? I have no idea. Um, but I think. But there, you know, if there is, I want to put this out there too that um, there are gays or homosexuals that do bad things though i mean I think i think you would agree with that i think that's but that's with any human
1: right and, and that's yeah. what i said to him too i said look man according to stats because he tried to argue stats with me i said according to stats uh straight humans have been killing each other since the dawn of man cain and abel i, I went straight right. at that And he goes, yeah, but they're statistically more likely. And I said, no, according to stats, uh, kids are most likely going to be molested by either a teacher or someone in their family that they're related to. And it's usually by a straight person. Now, someone wanted to be so uh, inclined, they could possibly argue that if you do a homosexual act on a kid, you know, the same gender, then maybe you have an argument there but the stats uh, as far as i'm concerned they don't they're not lying on this i don't know where he got his back in 1982 or something but stats nowadays say differently
4: right so gays and also ho- or straight people do have propensities and they're equally bad um i do know that there are there is some research out there that i've looked into that ho- or gays do have certain, certain propensities but that doesn't mean like the straights don't have propensities either. Like it's like we have to equally balance it. And I think that's why, I don't know why he's so biased to the one side he should. Like, and also Steven Anderson believes in eternal security, like grace. He believes, he believes in this grace. So I'm not sure why, like, it's like, he's so severe to this one, you know, the, um, the gay side. I'm not sure.
1: Somebody asked a question to you. They said, Steven Anderson is the KJV only. Are you KJV only, praise and Brett? See, that's another thing about me as well, uh, praise. I guess I'll respond first. I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. I came from being a former atheist for many years. So I was open to reading many different translations. I would go to crosswalkbible.com. Read what all the different versions say about it. To me, the King James Version is the most clear, even though it's got its douse and doused and fancy, uh, you know, old medieval type of words and all that. But I like the KJV. I think it, it's really clear, but it's it's not the only... I'm not like a... I don't like all of a sudden get set on fire if I open up a different version of the Bible. What's your thoughts, Praise? That's my, that's my thoughts
4: exactly too, that I think the KJV is a really sound translation or maybe it might be the most sound, but it's definitely not like absolutely perfect. It's um, not flawless by any means, but I like to cross-reference them all. And I think we get a bigger, I think, I think you get a closer look into what the truth is if you cross-reference several translations. So um that's how i approach it i know some people that are only specifically the kjv but i i don't i don't follow in that line i think that's it's good to check out different translations and cross-reference you know several of them to try to get to the most clearest truth
1: well veckel has told me that he's going to be opening up a comic book convention over on his show here soon and and when people invite me to do their stuff, you know me, Praise, I like to get in there, especially whenever it comes to a lot of intense subjects. Praise, you and I are on the same uh, level. In the future, though, if I might add a suggestion, I don't mind a goofy video about me every once in a while, but just do like you normally do. Straighten me out. If you think I'm going down the wrong path okay. or I found myself in darkness, just uh, just let me know. Just get a Absolutely. hold of me like you've been doing. All right, brother? I
4: hear you, man. You're right about that. And uh, the motion's got the best of me. You know, I, I'm, I'm I, admittedly I'm, I'm a flawed person too, Brett. Like I have my own issues and problems and uh, that I admit I was in the wrong there, but you're right. I'm going to do that in the future.
1: I I do realize that you've had some really rough experiences, especially dealing with people like Smokey in the past. Anytime you disagreed with them or tried to correct them, you become a, a damn cockroach all of a sudden. So I can understand uh, you're concerned about how people respond and react. But trust me, I'm always going to try to be cool with you. I always try to be open to what you're saying. And uh, TTOR will tell you that he's corrected me many times and I've worked on my views and perception i can be changed okay
4: all right man that's fair enough and i i I think that's uh very um kind of you to uh and compassionate of you to uh you know get through that with me and i appreciate that
1: well if you want to i'm gonna go over to veckles and bug him about dc and marvel we're gonna try to figure out which company sucks the worst if you want to join me I might go there, too.
4: I love his stuff. you ever seen his animations? They're incredible.
1: Yeah, I actually gave him some new software recently having to do with artificial intelligence and artwork, and he's in love with it. He just totally digs it. He's appreciative of it.
4: Oh, wow. that That's awesome. I can't wait to see his uh, future work, but uh, I'll let you get going there, Brett. Thanks for having me. Great talk, and uh, God bless, man. Take care.
1: You're a good man, Praise. I'm always watching you. And yes, you, you were found in the block, bin. I do not know why. I've always loved your stuff. You're removed out of it. Now you can get over there and uh, you know, say whatever you feel like saying or even advertise your, your channel and live shows so I can get over there, okay? Sweet, man. I appreciate that. Take care, uh, Brett. God bless. God bless, man. Let's see. Where's my ending video? There we go. Let's do that. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen from God TV Radio. I hope you're all having a blessed day. If you would like to support God TV Radio, you can do a one-time donation through PayPal, or you can buy us a gift off of Amazon Wish List, or you can buy one of my books. Afterlife Simulation is the newest installment of my novels and written works. Or you could buy some of our music and art. Also, I sell merchandise such as t-shirts, mugs, towels, clothes, apparel, anything that your heart desires.
0: God bless.